Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The following is transcribed. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman's strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, in his guise of Clark Kent, Superman enlists the aid of reporter Lois Lane in a vital mission. Now, get this, Lois. I've got to go away for a couple of hours. And while I'm gone, I want you to keep your eye on Jim Olson. Jim? What for? Never mind. Just don't let him out of your sight for a single second. But why, Clark? Why? Because someone is out to take his life. You know, gang, often at the zoo, you'll see people pointing at a monkey and laughingly say, See that little guy over there? Well, he's my 32nd cousin. And even though that is a rather corny and time-horn gag, it seldom fails to get a chuckle out of those within earshot. And yet, it may not be completely a laughing matter. Learned men, particularly the famous Charles Darwin, tells us that modern man has developed from the monkey. Well, be that as it may, I certainly am not qualified to argue with experts on either side. But I'm kind of inclined to go along with the scientific explanation of the biblical story, which tells us that the world was once peopled by only two human beings, Adam and Eve who lived in the place described by the Bible as the Garden of Eden and located by scientists as somewhere in Asia. Now, starting from there, grew the many different people who today populate the earth. And accepting that fact, we must draw the conclusion that all of us, white, yellow, and black, descended from common ancestors who lived in an age long before history began to be chronicled, long before the development of what we call civilization. Well, now, that makes us all sort of what you might call 32nd or 64th cousins. It proves that all men were created equal and that no man should suffer the persecution of bigotry and prejudice because, by the will of the Creator, his physical characteristics differ somewhat from yours. For, as the famous Scottish poet Robert Burns put it, a man's a man for all that. So remember, will you, always to judge a man by his character and by nothing else. The Adventures of Superman. Two sensational newspaper scoops, which Jimmy Olsen secretly believes were sent his way by a genie, have made the young cub reporter the toast of his newspaper and caused editor Perry White to double his salary. Clark Kent, however, who unknown to all is Superman, believes that Jimmy is being led on by an unknown person who intends to take his life. Determined to get to the bottom of the mystery, Kent has called Jimmy into his office. And as we join them now, is questioning the young reporter. Jim, I want you to tell me the name of the person who's been giving you these mysterious tips. I... I can't tell you, Mr. Kent. Why not? Well, I... I just can't. 
You mean because you promised not to tell? Well, I didn't exactly promise, but... Look, Jim, I'm asking you because I'm certain the person who's been giving you these tips is trying to kill you. Oh, no. Where'd you ever get that idea? Never mind. I'm certain of it. Now, he just missed twice. The other night in the tunnel when a rat set off the explosive that was meant for you and... Last night at the river, Look, Mr. Ken, I hate to say this, but you're all wet. Why, I... Jim, have I ever given you a wrong steer? Oh, no, but... I'm not giving you one now, either. I know what I'm talking about. Now, tell me the name of the person who's been tipping you off to these big stories. Honest, Mr. Ken, I wish I could, but I can't. What? Because... Because if I did, I wouldn't get any more tips. Oh? But you're all wrong about my being in danger. No, I'm not, Jim. Sure, I'm as safe as in a church. And before this is over, I'm going to be the biggest reporter in the country. Mm. Well, except for you, that is. Well, i I got to write a follow-up to my story now. I'll see you later. Jim, you're signing your own death warrant. Oh, quit your kidding, Mr. Ken. I'm sitting on top of the world. So long. You want to see me, Mr. Ken? Yes, Beanie. You and Jim are pretty good friends, aren't you? Sure. Me and Scopes are just like that. Well, do you happen to know a friend of Jim's, probably a new friend named Jeannie? Mm, nope, I don't. Why? Jim let fall a name the other day, both to me and to Lois, when we were questioning him about his story tips. He covered up right afterwards, but the name sounded like Jeannie. It did, huh? Yes. You're sure you don't know anyone by that name? <laughs> I guess you want to get hold of this Jeannie and get her to give you some big scoops, too, huh? Skip it, skip it. Jim's mother might know. I'll hop out and see her. You're certain you don't know any friend of Jim's named Jeannie, Mrs. Olson? No, I don't, Mr. Canton. I know all of Jim's friends, every one of them. Oh. Why do you ask? Well, I, uh... <laughs> I don't want to alarm you, Mrs. Olson, but I, I think there's something strange about these big scoops Jim's been getting. I don't think it's strange. Huh? I've always known Jim would be a success. He's very bright, you know, and he's not afraid of work. Oh, yes, of course, but I'm I... surprised that you're trying to belittle him, Mr. Kent. He's always looked up to you, so... I'm not trying to belittle him, Mrs. Olson. I, I just... Oh, excuse me. Oh, certainly. Somebody's at the door. James Olson lives here? Oh, yes, but he's at work now. What is Special it? Special delivery letter for him. Sign here, please. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, there you are. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, it's a special delivery letter for Jimmy... Oh, can you just see up there on the envelope who it's from, Mr. Kent? I left my glasses upstairs. Oh, yes, certainly. It's from Lucius Tuttle, attorney at law, Pine Valley, Vermont. Pine Valley? Uh-huh. Well, that's where my late husband came from. I wonder what a lawyer in Pine Valley would be sending Jimmy a special delivery about. Oh, I don't... Uh-oh. Oh, what is it, Mr. Kent? Why, this... This letter says... Uh... What's that? Uh... uh... And think the way you're looking at that envelope, a body would think you could read the letter inside it. Huh? Oh, uh, the... tell me, Mrs. Olson, are, are any of your husband's relatives still in Pine Valley? Oh, just his stepbrother, Lem, I believe. Well, don't you know for sure? No. You see, Lem and my husband fell out years ago, long before my husband passed away. Oh, I see. But, but about this letter for Jimmy... Look, uh, I'm going back to the office now, Mrs. Olson. Would you like me to take it along for Jim? Oh, well, yes, I'd be thankful to you, Mr. Kenton. Please tell Jimmy to call me up and tell me what it says. I will. Goodbye, Miss Dalton. You see, Lois, J 
Jim's Uncle Lem hated Jim's father and his family, and yet according to this special delivery letter for Jim from a lawyer in Pine Valley, Uncle Lem died last week and left Jim $10,000. $10,000? Cock, yes. how wonderful. Wonderful, if true. Well, what do you mean, if true? You said this lawyer wrote to Jim and said so. He did. But don't you think it's a little strange that Uncle Lem would leave $10,000 to the son of the man he hated? Well, yes, but he could have had a change of heart before he died. Gone soft, you know. Well, yes, he could have. Or this might be a trick. A trick? What do you mean? The lawyer asks Jim to come up to Pine Valley tomorrow when the will is to be probated. What's tricky about that? Don't you see, Lois? Jim was led into two traps in the past two days. In both cases, the bait used was the promise of a sensational newspaper story. But in this case... The bait is money. Oh, you're off on that nonsense again. About somebody trying to murder Jim. It's not nonsense. Well, I say it is, and so does the chief. Now, Honestly, Clark, when you get an idea in your head, it takes dynamite to get it out. Well, maybe, but I'm trying to save Jim's life before it's too late, and I want you to help me. All right. What do you want me to do? Well, it's very simple. I'm going up to Pine Valley now to investigate this inheritance. I want you to promise not to let Jim out of your sight while I'm gone. Why? I told you why. Because he's in danger of his life. I don't believe it, and don't shout at me. I, I'm sorry. Oh, what? look, Lois, will you please cooperate with me just for a couple of hours until I get back? Please. Well, I suppose I could keep an eye on Jim, but it's so silly. That a girl. Oh, and don't mention his inheritance to him. Promise. You mean he doesn't know about it yet? Nobody knows except you and me, not even his mother. Then how did you find out? Um, well, I... Clark Kent, you didn't open Jim's letter. No, of course not. Well, then not. how did oh, you Oh, it find... doesn't matter now. Just promise not to mention his inheritance and promise not to let Jim out of your sight for a second till I get back, will you? Oh, all right, I promise. Thanks. I'll see you later. Hurrying from Lois Lane's office, Clark Kent steps into a vacant storeroom, swiftly strips to the blue costume and red cape of Superman... And a moment later, as rocketing through the late afternoon skies, bound for Pine Valley, Vermont. Up, up, and away! We'll be back in a moment for the tense climax of today's episode. So keep listening. I don't have to tell you, gang, that millions of years ago, when early man first left Asia and migrated to the four corners of the globe, that the world had a very small population. In fact, there were so few people on Earth that those who settled in one part of the world never knew that human beings existed in other parts. Yet in the beginning, these ancient people, no matter where they lived, had this in common. They all looked very much alike. But as ages of time passed and thousands of years melted away, changes began to take place. People who lived in one part of the world looked different from those that lived in another part. Our ancestors who had settled near the hot equator gradually developed a darker skin than those who settled in the north. That helped them protect against the burning sun of the tropics. And in the north, men's skin grew lighter and eventually blue eyes appeared. In Asia, a fold of skin developed over the inner corner of the eye and produced what we called slanted eyes. All these physical differences made it easier to recognize people as belonging to different parts of the world. And soon our ancestors began to identify each other as living in certain places and belonging to certain special groups. So, you see, in the beginning, everyone belonged to the same race, the human race. And all of us today, no matter what our present race, religion, or nationality, why, we are all relatives from a way, way back, which proves that the brotherhood of man 
isn't just a noble idea. No, sir. It's a scientific fact. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Soon after Clark Kent, as Superman, streaked away from the Daily Planet, the big clock in the now almost deserted city room showed five minutes before six o'clock. Jimmy Olsen, carrying a small carved box under his arm, left his desk and walked a bit furtively toward Kent's office. Jim, where are you going? Oh, I'm just going into Mr. Kent's office for a minute, Miss Lane, to, uh, uh, to make a call. What's the matter with your own phone? Well, uh, this is rather private. <laughs> to your girlfriend, Jeannie, perhaps? What? I was just kidding. Go ahead, Jim. Hurrying into Kent's office, Jimmy shuts the door behind him. Then, as the clock in the nearby insurance tower begins to strike six, he quickly removes the tiny bronze figure of the genie Shushaya from the carved box and with trembling fingers sets it on its four tiny feet on Kent's desk. It's six o'clock, Shushaya. Time for you to do your stuff. Go on. Give me another big scoop. Just like those two you already gave me. Come on, Shushaya. Give. As Jimmy makes his wish to the genie, the little half-man, half-ram figure begins walking from side to side on its four tiny feet, as it did previously before the mysterious voice bade Jimmy make his wish. Will Jimmy be directed to another scoop? And to great danger... What will Superman, who is convinced that his young reporter friend is the target of an unknown murderer, discover in Vermont? And what is the secret of the genie? There are thrills, chills, and high suspense in tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. So be sure to hear it. Tune in same time, same station for Chapter 8 of The Secret of the Genie on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a transcribed, copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. Watch for the Superman Adventure Serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. Stay tuned now for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.